Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. Well, here we are on another, well, it's for me, for us, it's on a Friday morning, which is kind of a, we're getting back into maybe that, uh, that routine of Friday mornings, hanging out and chatting. And uh, as is per our custom, we've been chatting up, uh, catching up, which is good because we haven't talked for a little while, just the two of us having a kind of a catch up. Um, I really encourage those of you who listen, man, find a friend, uh, cultivate a friend. I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean that in a like be intentional way, because especially friends that know you, like Amanda knows me. Good, bad, ugly, all of it. And it's great because we can just have that relationship. And yeah. (laughs) Jenny, um, what I always tell people about our friendship is that I'm so grateful that you don't believe my hype. (laughs) (laughs) And vice versa. Yes. You you keep me humble. You're saying, yeah, don't stop. No, no. What are you doing? You know? And uh, yeah, I... I sometimes can get in my own way and I need people to be like, that's dumb. Don't do it. And <laughs> that's who you are for me. There you go. And I'm very grateful. And, and I would say I concur in the flip, the, the, the reverse of that as well. Just, I can get in my own way as well or start believing. Yeah. Like you said, start believing the hype or start believing these things that are maybe peripherally true, but not, you know, we know each other in ways that, um, you know, I can't say for every person that I know in the world. Um, and, and just don't get me wrong, friends, like those who are listening, you can't have this kind of relationship with just anybody. Right. Cause you know, you gotta have that trust, um, and rapport, but I just highly encourage if you're able to find somebody to be intentional, that's the other thing. Like we live, uh, what, eight hours away from each other Mm -hmm. and, so we see each other maybe once or twice a year, but we make sure, uh, and it's not just because of the podcast. The podcast actually was a result of the fact that we were already talking about once a week and we're like, you know, we should just record our conversations, but to be able to catch up and say, this is what's going on and pray for one another and be accountable to one another. And like, Hey, you know, we talked last week about this thing. Are you, are you working on the thing or, you know, just stuff that has happened and uh, I just encourage you guys, if you can find somebody that can be that for you, someone that you already are close with that, um, and, and maybe stick your, stick your neck out a little bit and trust. Cause, cause when you can have somebody like that, who can, you know, help you out anyway, I'm just breaking up our friendship, Amanda. I don't know. It's good stuff. It's all right. It's all right. I'll take it. <laughs> But as we've been talking today, we, we have run a, a kind of the gambit on, on biblical stuff, but we wanted to talk about um, uh, a couple things. It's actually, we're going to bounce a little bit in scripture, but we're going to start in the book of Judges. Now, the book of Judges, the book of Judges is an R-rated book, friends. Um, if this were a movie, it would be rated R. Okay, I'm just, just laying that out there. Judges is in the Old Testament. It's probably book, let's see, seven. It's the seventh book of the Old yeah. Testament. Um, so it's it's right there towards the front. Um, it continues the story of the, the nation of Israel after they've entered the promised land and before they had a king. So uh, they had these people called judges who would, who would rise up and help kind of lead the people of Israel because it was a large 
very diverse, spread out nation. And the judges would come and, and lead them. Yeah. You preached on it. Why don't you talk? <laughs> yeah. So we've been going since January through, um, we just started at the beginning of Genesis and we've just been continuing um, the stories because I found um, that a lot of people thought they knew the Bible stories, the stuff you learn in nursery school. But um, as you might be aware, we get very edited versions <laughs> in uh, childhood from these stories. Um, you know, Noah's Ark, not a kid's story. I know there's cute animals, <laughs> but also a lot of death. Anyway, not what I'm talking about right now. Um, but we're getting to the book of Judges, you know, and I said, I just like to keep it on the uplifting note going into Judges, which uh, is funny because Judges is totally a downer. But um, yes, it is. But yes, we, we leave off with 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 Joshua um, at, you know, it, it's very reminiscent of Moses back in Deuteronomy, but they're on the edge. He's saying you're going to inhabit the land. I'm putting it in your hands. Um, big paraphrase, you're probably going to fail, but I'm, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's where that comes. And Joshua goes, you know, and it says at the very beginning of judges that as long as Joshua lived and the leaders who were with Joshua were alive, Israel did fine. That's what it's, it just says, you know, as long, well, while they were there, I believe it's at the, okay, Josh, sorry, judges two. Um, um, 10. So at, at Joshua 2 10. So it says, while well, everyone had, um, sorry, starting in seven, the people served the Lord through the lifetime of Joshua and all the elders who outlived him and all those who had seen the great things the Lord had done for Israel, right? So as long as they had Joshua and the leaders and the people who had seen everything that happened in uh, Mount Sinai and the wilderness and all of the crossing of the sea, all that stuff. Um, but after then jump down to verse 10. Are you there? Yep. It says after that, the whole generation had been gathered by their, after that whole generation had been gathered by their ancestors and another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the whole book of judges is a cycle it says that people are serving serving god then they get complacent and these are generations okay so i'm not so when you're think you're got to think scope right bigger scope then they get complacent yeah. it's not in they, five yeah, minute like a, intervals it's not right right <laughs> yeah. this is this is um generations passing but so we have uh they're doing well then the next generation group and they did not know god mm -hmm. they did not know the things the lord had done which you know poo poo on what they're talking i mean they should have been telling these stories but they didn't or it could be one of those like all right yeah grandpa god talked on a mountain okay you know? <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't know what happened there but they would be doing well then they'd get complacent then they'd start serving the other gods which yeah. Um, when we talked about this, they, some of my congregation said, well, why, why would they serve the other gods? And I said, oh, because their worship involved parties, parties and festivals and deeds of the flesh. And uh, it was all about indulgence, the Asheroth and the balls. Their whole thing was about indulgence, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, 
then, you know, any children that would be conceived in these parties were then offered up as sacrifices and, you know, could, you know, not great stuff. No, definitely. And then they'd get conquered, then they'd get conquered um, by various people. And God just says, fine, you want to be one of them? Fine, cry out to their gods for help. Stop, you know, don't come to me again. But they do, and he still delivers them. He raises a person up. And when you think of a judge, you're not thinking of, like, courtroom judge. It's more right. like a, a tribal chief. Like, a you know, they go to war, they lead. It's it's more of that kind of image. Um, then God delivers them. Then they go back to peace. Actually, there's a lot of cycles of 18 years. They're enslaved for 18 years, and then they're they're good for 80 years. I don't know if that's important, but that tends to be a cycle. Mm-hmm. And then they're right back. And every time they go back, they actually get worse. So at first, they're only serving Baal, then they're serving Asheroth, then they start serving the Canaanite gods. And their stuff gets worse, worse. The judges gets worse and worse. I'm not going to talk about Samson, but I don't know how he ever became a Bible hero. Because he's just the worst judge. or He's just the worst. I'm just going to leave that. You guys can read your own Bible story. But there. <laughs> The best yeah, thing he's he did not, was he's not there. a great guy. Didn't, yeah, no. the, the, his his big claim to, to glory is like a mass murder. Anyway, <laughs> not important to this story. But there's one line that keeps coming up, and that is in um, ju- uh, Judges seventeen six. I don't know if you if you're there if you could read that. I'm getting there. Seventeen six. Here we go. That's what it says. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. Yeah, they had no no king, right? And this is, of course, a precursor to the king of kings. But, uh, but they had no, they were not unified, right? And everyone did as they saw fit. And even later on in the book of Judges, um, I said, I told my congregation there's some stories I can't touch because they're so rated r and i'll tell you where they are and you are free to read them and i'll answer any questions but i can't in mixed company yeah <laughs> share some not, of these they're just not great stories oh. for you know when you have kids in the room <laughs> yes um but doing what they thought you know um what they thought was right what they thought was right in their own eyes instead of listening to to, to god and people who should know better Absolutely. and it just made it just made me think why is that still true now? <laughs> you know, we've been given scripture um, for our guidance, but still so much, even of Christian worship, mm-hmm. is doing what we think is right in our own eyes, getting ourselves in trouble, crying out to God, deliver us, deliver us, God delivers us, and then we are like happy for a time, and then we get sucked right back into the cycle right and i and i don't know what do you think what do you think about that jenny (laughs) the loaded question (laughs) it's it's the state of humanity right we we are so distractible uh there's a a great little devotional book called the the long obedience in the same direction oh okay peterson and as it's actually a, a study on the psalms 
the Psalms of Ascent, and it's it's actually a really good book. But the idea that this long obedience in the same direction, following God consistently through life, is just not something we're very good at. And even if we are good at as a, as a person, like you said, the scope of judges is not a a single person's lifetime; it's generation. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when you were reading the line about um, and then there grew up a generation who did not know the Lord. We just started in Bible study last night, Exodus chapter one, where it says, mm. and then there, be- there was this Pharaoh who grew up, who did not know Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that happens, right? Because we don't pass along this, this information, uh, this faith to the next generation very well. And this isn't, this isn't a modern phenomenon. This is a phenomenon through the course of history, mm-hmm. right? Is, is that mm-hmm. we are one generation away from the church dying if we aren't preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, teaching discipleship to the next generation. And this is what happens in judges. Like you said, okay, grandma, somebody, you know, God's talking on a mountain. Okay, great. Because it's one thing to have the event, right? It's one thing to be to to be there in experience, wandering through the desert or the the fleeing through the Red Sea as as Joshua had, to say down the road Joshua's great grandchildren, to say, well, great granddad tell, told us this story, but we didn't experience it, right? And that's mm-hmm. where as Christians we need a fresh experience of God in every generation. And so we, I, and I think we can Mm. have that. We do have that, um, as we enter in consistently daily to the presence of God, that's where we find those interactions, those supernatural occurrences that then it's not, it's no longer somebody told me this story, right? Though those Christians who grew up, I, I'm, there are a whole lot of Christians who grew up in the church who became Christian, made their decision at four, five, six, eight years old. Great. Fantastic. I am, I feel a little bit blessed mm-hmm. that while I kind of sort of grew up in the church, I didn't believe it necessarily. And so when I got to make that decision as an adult, after having a supernatural experience with the Lord, that now it's mine, right? It's my, it's my personal experience where I can share that story and and not have to have this faith second hand or third hand or fourth hand, you know, oh, I just do this because my parents did it. My grandparents did it. My great grandparents did. No, I, I follow Jesus because I've had a supernatural encounter with the risen Lord and it transformed my life permanently, right? Like I can't go back on that. I can't deny what I've experienced. And I think for judges is that you get that word complacency is so important because when you get complacent, especially in your faith, you cease to try to find or experience the supernatural power of God because mm-hmm. you're complacent. Yeah. Oh, well, this is what I do. This is what we've always done. And and for Israel at that time, the promised land was the crucible of what God was doing. For, right. They're fleeing Egypt. Yep. They're, you know, and then the pro everyone's just like, we're going to get to the promised land. We're going to get to the promised land. Now they're in the promised land. They're like, okay, like we're done. Yep. Like God's saying, no, I, I, I'm bringing you farther, but we do that sometimes in our, in ourselves. We have a crisis. We just get through the crisis, get through the crisis. Well, we're out of the crisis. Okay. We're done. Right. But 
we're not, not even close. We haven't even began to think or imagine what God is going was what God is going to do. Um, when you're talking about um, people who grew up in the church, I, I agree totally with you. Um, and I think we need to have that fresh expression in every, in, in our, even in our own, in the generations of our own life, because our own life have generations, right? Yes. We are different people. Yep. at different seats well at least you should grow up that's just just age I, I hope people are and growing I, up yep <laughs> i've met i mean anyway not yeah. not not for the podcast but <laughs> you know <laughs> but i i heard this preacher once and i cannot tell you his his name i heard it on a radio but he was okay. talking about when he was a little boy he grew up in the church and the only thing he knew about god was um jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so and then as he got older, he learned his catechism and he learned the Ten Commandments and he went to seminary and he learned all about atonement and um, all of those big fancy. And he, his theology grew broader and broader and broader. And now he's an old man and he realized the only thing that matters is Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And while he learned it as a boy... He could not fully grasp it until he was an old man. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I, and I think that for passing these things down, we, you know, we hear these things, but it's supposed to develop, right? Mm -hmm. And blossom yep. and grow into, and grow into its own simple truth, right? We, we try to convolute <laughs> scripture sometimes. Yeah. And I think we try to, the reason we do that sometimes is because we are doing what we see right in, in our own eyes and trying to make scripture match up to us. Mm. Um, yep. You know, I, I love this quote from Francis Chan. He's a minister. And he says, there are often times I'm reading scripture and it contradicts what I think. And I have to continually remind myself that I'm the one that's wrong. Mm. You know, and <laughs> Which is good because it can be easy not to, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. Because you, you can find a, uh, if you just cherry pick verses out of scripture, you can find, you can make it say whatever the heck you want it to say. If you're just pulling words from here and there and everywhere. Right. You know, which is why context is so key. Right. And I know we're kind of getting a little bit off, off track here. Oh, no, it's good. I... But... <laughs> But that thought, you know, and, and I, I was saying with my congregation, I just kept pulling back to me, Proverbs 14, 12, mm -hmm. there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death, you know, and it just made me think about our conveyor belt of life, right? <laughs> you know, just a little conveyor belt and you're just moving along and people fall off at different times or whatever. Yeah. But it's going into one or two baskets, <laughs> right? <laughs> True. Um, and there's no third option. It's one or one of one or two baskets: eternity with God or eternity out of God. Right. Without right. God, yeah. Without God, um, damnation, hell, whatever. Right. There's only two two options, and there's a way that seems right. Where you know, like, well, I'm going to take the easy road. I'm going to do what seems right in my own, in my own eyes, because, uh, you know, if you're living in your own brain, usually you try, if you trust your judgment, you're thinking this sounds good. I'm going to 
marry the person I want to marry. I'm going to do the things I want to do because I feel good because we wouldn't sin if it didn't feel good. That's why we do it because it's enjoyable. Right. And, uh, but in the end, what does it get you? Leads to death. Leads, leads to death. Um, I know I'm speaking in quotes today, but I just recently heard one from Jim Carrey. Do you know Jim Carrey? Yeah, the actor. Yeah, it's like the okay. Everyone, guy? Should know, okay. yes. everyone should know Jim Carrey. Um, he's not a he's not a godly man. Um, well, actually, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say I don't know that. Um, he's never professed publicly a, a faith base, but he said, "I wish that every person in the entire world could feel what it is like to be famous." Because then they would know how void it is. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and and I and I was like, gosh, that is a perfect example of people hedonism, essentially. Yeah. Or people who choose pleasure over righteousness. Um, which everyone could experience because then they'll know it's empty and dead. Mm-hmm. And there's all these things that we pursue in life, money, fame, beauty, wealth, status, whatever. Yeah. But in the end, what does it leave you with? Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. Yeah. So you get to get buried with all your gold. All right. Yay. I don't know. You know, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you get to take it with you when you die. <laughs> it's not how that works. Um, I'm reading a book right now. It's a, it's a fiction but in it there you have these fairy creatures and i like fantasy books it's whatever and in it they the fairy creatures are very concerned about their outward appearance and so they put these glamours on so that the humans only see them in their best right they're they're immaculate they're perfect um so this human ends up getting at the to this banquet with all these fairy creatures and um she you know she's got this protector fairy creature who fell in love with her. It's a, you know, whatever, but she's, she's at this banquet and she starts to eat the food from the banquet. And he keeps taking certain dishes away from her. Cause in her mind, she's seeing everybody is immaculately dressed. It's a gorgeous setting. There's, you know, everybody's in their best attire. It's the food looks gorgeous. Well, at one point, someone like, switches off the glamour for her so she can see what's actually taking place mm-hmm. and like people's dresses are rotten because they've they're thousands of years old and they're not taking care of the dishes the food that this guy has been preventing him, her from eating were moldy and mm-hmm. maggot ridden because all they cared about was the glamour the image the, image, the, the show and she said, do you guys really eat these things? They're like, yeah, we don't care what it really tastes like as long as it looks good. <laughs> wow, that is a good analogy. But that is, yeah, the commentary of sometimes the world in which we live. Like we want to make ourselves look good, but in the end we're rotten on the inside. Mm, and this so herein lies a problem, friends. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and with our, our thing and people, you know, I'm saying, you know, we can, we can judge, we can judge judges harshly, but we're the, we're the same, but the, here's, there is a good news in this, right? That's good. Yes. Good news. There, <laughs> um, we are the, we've done this. We are guilty, yeah. right? I probably have done this entire cycle in one day. <laughs> um, 
but God was still with the people. And he continued to deliver them. Yeah. Um, he and and he continues. Israel still exists, right? And I'm not going to get into politics of it, but God is God is still taking care of them. Yeah. And he's still taking care of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says, repent. And turn to me and I will be with you. Yeah. And that that to me is great. If if like you said before, judges is a rated R book. And if some of this stuff can go on <laughs> and then redemption can come. Mm. Mm. Yep. <laughs> because I'm reading I I'm reading through, right? Um, and I covered all the, the minor judges, so I really did cover um the whole book. Yeah. And how we do it is is through story. And I'm getting frustrated. And I'm like, and I pose the question, hearing what you've heard, what would you do if you were God? Right. Yeah. Like forget them. Just wipe them out. Like just be done. Like, oh my gosh, this yeah. stuff is terrible. Just start new, right? Right. I'm sure there's a more worthy people that have existed, right? You know, and whatever. But it's like, but he didn't because his love is steadfast. Yeah. And he doesn't for us either. Now, there is consequence, right? And it's horrible. They kept getting into cycles of slavery and it kept getting worse and worse and worse for them. Not great. There is a consequence. But whenever they repented and turned, God was there. Yeah. Every time. And they kept getting worse and worse and he kept delivering and delivering and he continues with us today. And I said, so that's, that's the good news of judges is there is no pit too far this side of heaven yeah. while you're on your little conveyor belt that he can't, <laughs> he can't move you to the good side, you know, right? pick you up, take you over. Yep. But it's also, I think a little bit of a warning of what happens when we don't pass on the mm -hmm. things that God has done. Yep. And I think societally, um, so leaving Israel, going to America, right? <laughs> societally, we are better at sharing. Well, I shouldn't say we're better at, we're at sharing our struggles. Yeah. But sometimes people glamorize their struggle. Oh, that makes yeah, sense? absolutely. What, the, the what, you know, you sometimes you get into these weird one ups of who has it worse. Right. And then, and then our praises are also usually doctored so we <laughs> we're well, so a friend of mine said is it's a curated story yeah i think about a curated museum right they don't put all the pieces out a curated museum selects the best pieces with the best stories for whatever purpose good good or bad right for that mm -hmm. glamorized story mm -hmm. for so you curate your story especially on social media but even in real life to friends sometimes, because again, back to what we first started about, which had nothing to do with what we were talking about in this, in the Bible, but having that friend who knows you, the good, bad, and ugly, the uncurated story, the real story, the behind the scenes, who you really are and lets you see that closet with some skeletons in it. And God knows those things already, friends, like 
even if you don't have that person in your life, okay. I, I pray that you can. I pray that you can find somebody that you trust implicitly. But understand, God knows the skeletons in your closet. God mm-hmm. knows your uncurated story. He knows your unadulterated story. He knows what you think about at night when no one else is around. And he mm-hmm. loves you anyway. Mm-hmm. And he cares about you through it all. And he wants to redeem that story. He mm-hmm. wants to redeem the skeletons in your closet. He, it, it, yeah, judges frustrates me. We we started judges at a Bible study with the with a congregation one time, and we couldn't get through it because people were just like, "I can't. This is too hard. This is too ugly." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It is. Like this is but this is an uncurated story. Can you yeah. imagine how this even made it into the Bible? Right? Yep. Right." This is, this is God's chosen mouthpiece as a people. And like, this is what's happening. And like, somehow it still made it into canon. Right. Because it's a whole book of failure, essentially. Yeah, basically. Yep. <laughs> and I, I would hate my name to have been listed in this, in this bunch. Like, no one throughout history. Oh, I remember that guy or that gal. What? Well, Why there's one have- of the judges who the only thing it says about him is how many donkeys he had. The end. Yes. Name, the only name. piece of information that got that got through the history. Yeah, it's so I can only imagine what they were doing, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? You know, as you were saying in Proverbs uh 14, so there is a way that seems right to a man, uh, but it leads to death. When you were saying that earlier, I thought straight to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where Paul, this is New Testament now. Um, this is where the entirety of scripture is so connected, friends. If you don't know the Bible, pick it up, start somewhere. If you've never read it at all, my suggestion is start in the Gospel of Mark, which is in the New Testament, second part of the Bible. It's probably uh, almost three quarters of the way into scripture. Start with the Gospel of Mark. It's the shortest gospel. Really does uh, a very fast pace through the life of Jesus. But start somewhere. Because you can, especially when you start to dig into scripture and get deeper and deeper into scripture, you can find all the connections and all the echoes and all of these, the ways in which God's working, um, where it's not a God of the Old Testament, a God in New Testament, as though they're different gods. Mm-hmm. It is one God, the creator of the universe. Um, he exists in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And uh, you can just see the connection. So in the in First Corinthians chapter six, again, this is a this is a letter that Paul, the apostle Paul, wrote uh, to the church in Corinth. They had some issues in the church of Corinth, not quite <laughs> as bad as judges, but they had some issues. They're, and they're, first, they're a contender. Yeah, they're a contender. That's yeah. But you know what? No different, really, than than issues within our church today. Oh, like yeah. I, oh, we yeah. cannot claim that we have monopolized. Uh, you know, righteousness. We we have not. We have not figured this out yet. But uh, chapter six, verse twelve says, "Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything." Mm. The idea here is that as Christians, we have freedoms to do what we want. Just because we do doesn't mean it's good or beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can. It is permissible for me to eat an entire box of Oreo cookies. That's permissible. I can do that. I am an adult woman who, if I want to buy a box of Oreo cookies, 
from the grocery store. I can do that. I can sit and eat the whole thing. Is it beneficial to me? Not in the least. And you'll right? have a consequence of a... And I will have a consequence that might last longer than the day. I would definitely yeah. not feel very good for that moment. Yeah. But fill that in with anything. I mean, I chose food because that's a, usually a, a safe thing to talk about. But we can do a lot of things as Christians that we say, well, it's not against the rules. True. But is it beneficial? And I think if we, if we ask that question before we made a decision about doing something, mm. we might make a different decision. We might not. We might still make the same decision and decide later that, whoops, that was probably the wrong one. Or we might not. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm teaching about holiness, I talk about it like, um, like a chalk line. You know, there's a line that you draw in the room. And uh, saying, if you cross the line, you're in sin, right? So over here, good. On the other side, sin. And some people try to tiptoe as close as they can to the line to say, I'm not sinning. It's almost like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching right. you, little kids do, right? Right. Yep. Like covering like half a centimeter from each other. And there's not a lot of freedom there, no. right? Nope. You are, you're just tiptoeing on a line. You're just, you're very constricted. You're just very tight and anxious all the time. If am I going to go into sin? But I said, but if you take 10 steps away from the line, you could do a dang cartwheel, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom over there, Yep. you know, but, but we do, we try to get as close, you know, you know, how long how long do i think a mean thought before it's hatred in my heart right Ooh, so yeah. yep. but if we're just choosing you know like stuff like that like absolutely how how long do i look at a at a well we're late so how long do you look at a handsome man before it's adultery in my heart right i mean you know and we try to count those seconds um right. i once heard my husband went to a men's thing and they said, Oh yeah, we can look at women for 14 seconds. I was like, that's a long time. That's but right. I was like, who counts? Who? Yeah. I'm like, how, like what? <laughs> you know, and 15 seconds is it, you know? Um, I was like 14, man. Okay. But I mean, but if you're count, if you're trying, then you're already missing the whole mark. Right. Absolutely. Right? Because I have a freedom. So I am married. So I have a man that I can look at and dream about all day long and complete freedom, yep. right? Yeah. I don't even need to worry about other stuff, you know? That was a weird example. Sorry. It was, but I get it. But I, even without having a husband, I, I get it. But yeah, but, um, or, you know, I can say, um, I'm not going to eat the whole box, even though I could, but I am perfectly free to eat two of those Oreos and indulge them all I'd like, you know, and be, because I, I'm not even going to worry about, you know, the whole gamut. I'm not going to be rigiding myself to this. How close can I get to the line? Right. I'm going to trust that God is smarter than me. I'm going to trust that he's pulling away the poison dishes, even though I feel, I feel like they're going to be good and yeah. beneficial, you yeah. know, but we, <laughs> um, you know, God knows better. He can see the full gambit, right? I love that. I'm going to use that in something. I'm going to have to get yeah, that book. It is. But he he, moves, he pulls away the disillusion yeah. and it shows things for what they really 
really are mm -hmm. which is like something you wouldn't want with a 10-foot pole you know right. because god cares about substance yeah not the image that we're trying to portray well, and so while the book of judges is a oh go ahead. sorry to say while the book of judges is a total downer um it still has hope yeah and and that no one is too far gone it's a book of warning yeah but also a book of um who are we to judge <laughs> judges but i mean that's what i get out of it when I look at a person's life and I can think, oh, you're making all of these terrible choices. What are you doing? God's content, you know, when we can see it so easily in other people. Right. But to say God is the redeemer of all stories that are given to him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. As we were talking, we could talk all, all day about this because I was then I was like, oh, Jesus, when he talked to the Pharisees, was talking about the whitewashed tombs. Like you look great on the outside, but you're on the inside or you're, you cleaned the outside of your cup, but the inside's mm -hmm. dirty. Um, we could talk a whole lot about this would lead us to a lot of other conversations and maybe we pick this up, um, you know, the next time we sit down and, and have a conversation, but, uh, just be encouraged friends to read through your scripture, to, to look at the hard things that are, cause again, the judges is hard. It's hard to read through. It's seems crazy. Like, why are these people doing all these crazy, horrible things? And yet, as Amanda said, God redeems it. God can see a way through it um, because God is, well, God is God and we are not. And mm. I go back to that a lot. So, but anyway, this has been just a fabulous conversation. Very encouraging to me. Uh, maybe helps me get uh, what I'm going to preach on Sunday, but actually found something I was reading in first Corinthians unrelated to what we were talking about it. My All eyes right. glanced to a different column. I'm like, Oh, I like that. Uh, maybe we'll have to talk about that later too, but I get, um, I, I get two more Sundays of judges. So, you know, follow, follow on Facebook. You can hear the whole thing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Kirk, yeah. Kirksville Salvation Army Facebook page. They, uh, they record theirs. I do not. Um, but uh, definitely check it out. So friends, this has been just a, a glorious time. I hope that you guys are encouraged and have had a good time with us. Again, I encourage you, if you do have comments or thoughts, uh, to, to send them our way. We like to hear from you guys and what you're, what you're thinking about. Well, maybe something that tripped uh, your thought processes uh, as we're talking here. Um, yeah, so good stuff. Uh, final word, any, any final word for you today, Amanda? I already spoke a lot. <laughs> we both spoke a lot. We, we did a, we a good back and forth today. <laughs> Um, but really, um, I don't, I just, I, I don't know. I feel a little on my spirit that, you, you know, some of our listeners might be feeling like, um, like they've, like they've messed up too much and they're mm -hmm. hiding their sin. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to, nope. um, one, God already knows, but two, there are people that you can share your burden with and he, God, God will make a way for that. He has promised that. And so if you are feeling like an Israelite in the book of Judges in this cycle, yeah. um, repentance, though it is not easy, always is beneficial. Yeah. And he always makes a way um, bigger and more glorious and more wonderful yeah. than we can even imagine when we um, confide in one another and when we take those steps towards freedom and righteousness so whoever i don't know who you are but whoever or even myself 
um, just you gotta look at the mirror God, first. <laughs> oh yes, but our God is a long, a big picture. I'm gonna say it. He's a big picture God. I say it every time, and there it is. But he is, he is, and the 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 your family member, your friend that's going in the cycle, even even generationally, God, God can redeem it. Amen, amen. Yeah, if you're struggling with something, reach out, man. Find a friend, uh, professional help if you can. You know, if that's something you need, um, mm-hmm. I have found benefit in uh, in professional counseling. Um, mm-hmm. or if, or a pastor that you trust. Um, if you don't have anybody, I think that Amanda and I, I can think I can speak for her that we would be available to talk to you guys. If you need oh, someone, yeah. someone to listen to, um, don't struggle alone. God did not create us to be alone. He did not create mm-hmm. us to be a, islands in the ocean by ourselves. Um, he created us to be in a community. So just be encouraged today. God is, God is redeeming lives even today. Yes. All right, friends, it has been a great time. Uh, I leave you with what I leave you with every time because it's so vitally important. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. Catch you guys next time. Bye.